Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash randomtpodcasts. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including the complete works of one Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <gasps> they, have all the sh- they have all the Sherlock Holmes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And you don't have to do them as individual things. You can just get just know, get it all. Collections. Do it all. Um, so welcome to the Random Tea Random Miniseries Podcast. Hello. Uh, I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Houdini and Doyle, Season 1, Episode 5, The Curse of Corza. Da, da, da. Yeah, it was much, much drama. Very so much wow. Drama. But I thought this was the strongest episode they've had so far. I thought it was very enjoyable. Well, we've yeah. gotten past a lot of, I mean, everybody knows who, you know, Doyle is. Everybody knows who Houdini is. But we've gotten past a lot of the introductory stuff yeah they don't have to keep throwing in your face houdini does these shows and doyle writes Mm -hmm. books and all that big flashy flashy stuffy stuffy thingy thingies right i'm just gonna okay keep going with it till you stop me i'm glad we're professional podcasters (laughs) uh yeah i enjoyed it i had some issues okay but don't we always well yeah so but uh i one of the more enjoyable episodes. Yeah, I thought I thought the pacing was good. I thought the story was pacing good. Pacing was really good. Um, I liked that we got a little bit different side of Maring. He's not quite so, you know, just the grumpy boss. Had a problem with that, though. Really? Yes. Okay. Very 180. That's true. Very 180. He's usually just grumpy and they have to talk him into this. And then he's just suddenly, boom, here he is, this yeah. all-emotional... Ordering them to work on it instead of them. Yeah, Yeah. it was way... I thought my neck was going to break. Okay, okay. It was like, honk. That's that's a technical term. We'll see if any of that sticks or if he's back to his same old self next time. See, that's what bothers me is that I'm afraid next episode he's going to go back to being the... And we've lost any development we had. Yeah. Okay. Well, that... And we've gotten more development from Maring than we have from Gudget. Yeah. Gudget is so two-dimensional. He really... But, like, if you think about it... In kind of a meta way, um, he's very <laughs> much this the Sherlock Holmes police detective that's kind of two dimensional. It's true. Very very narrow minded. Very like literal. I yeah. see what's in front of me, kind of thing. He's very Lestrade. Very um, Gregson. Shit. Gregson. There's yeah. another one. Uh, and then the uh, Dimmick. Dimmick. Yeah. Yeah. He very much is that stand in. Yeah. Type person. So. It's true, but I really wish I would prefer to have character development from him, yeah, than from marrying. Yeah, I kinda, that's true because he works with them more closely. Well, and I I kind of like the marrying being the grumpy, grumpy old. Yeah, <laughs> he reminds me more of Lestrade from BBC Sherlock. He does, where he's just like, "Good God, I have to, the things I the have things to deal, I have with, to deal with these yeah. children that I have to exactly. deal with." Yeah, Dad, because Houdini's like everybody's like wayward son so wayward he is wayward as fuck yes he is just saying yeah so uh recap yeah yeah okay we have a new director this week okay uh edward bezelget okay bezelget okay i need to look it up now yeah because i know how you are with names you're gonna look him up anyway okay he directed this episode and one other okay but he's also he also directed three doctor who episodes (gasps) Back in 2015. <gasps> and I couldn't tell you which ones they were. Because even if I knew the names of them, I wouldn't know the what they were. The girl who died. In, oh, those are Maisie episodes. Those are the episodes Maisie was are in. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Was that last year? I thought. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. So she would, I know. Yeah. So. Bless her precious little heart. Cool. So that's her director is. Um, and then our writer uh, is Josh Brandon. I would say Basil Getty. Basil Getty? It's not an I, though. Bazalga? Baz- uh, fuck, I don't know. Edward. Let's yeah. call him Edward. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, if you would. Ed, whatever. Edster. The Edmeister. <laughs> the Edster. But our writer this week is Josh Brandon. Okay. Who has practically no credits to his name whatsoever. Right on. However, he did write an episode of Haven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it one of the bad ones? Yeah. Okay. It's from the last, the final season. He's a young one though. Like yeah. maybe he's just coming up. He needed the job. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I went back and looked at what episode it was, and I was like, oh. That's why sometimes, sh- like, you have to look at, like, series writers is... They didn't come in and invent the steaming pile of shit. Sometimes they just were asked to move no, it around. He just wrote the one. Sometimes it's just like, move the shit pile around a little bit. Yeah, and that's... he he ha- Well, it was a main plot story mm-hmm. that was just weird. It was... And it was really late in this... It was, you it didn't was, like any of them, though, toward the end. That last season, man, was so much hate-watching. You hate-watched the shit out of that. I had to, though. I had to... I knew it was the last season. They had already announced they they were canceled. And you're like, I can do this. I can do this. <sighs> it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. So, but yeah, the poor guy. He just picked up the crap he was handed. So Yeah. But he really didn't have any much else to his name. He's a baby. But I thought I thought he did good with this. It was a good episode. Yeah. I mean it the was The story was strong. The story was strong, but it wasn't anything too flashy. Right. Um but Tropey. Yeah. Tropey. Tropey, but not not in a troublesome way. Well, and because I like some, I mean, some tropes—they're tropes for a reason. That's true. Just like there are some stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, and that's okay. Uh, well, and if you recall from the um, Arthur Conan Doyle and spirituality mm-hmm. panels that I have dragged you to at yes. Two One Beacon, yes, um, he Doyle often sought out mediums yes so i'm surprised we went to the fifth episode before we had the plot and i'm not talking about his little side thingies that he oh does. okay because i was going yeah he's no i'm not talking before. about his little side things yeah but as the main story yeah that it's taken five episodes to yeah. get here it was a little surprising because because that's the thing though that time period was just rife with that kind oh, of sure spirit spiritualism was a huge oh, it was thing everywhere then. So, and that's part of why, like, Houdini's on the fringes of it as an illusionist, but, like, he benefited from that kind of Hoopla. mindset. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that, I, I think that was perfectly uh, appropriate. Yeah. Mysticism and the supernatural mm-hmm. was very much in its infancy. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was very trendy then. Wasn't it though? Yeah. <laughs> like it's not now. Like the X-Files of their time. Ooh. <laughs> No aliens, man. Everything was aliens. No, a- no. <laughs> Everything no is aliens. aliens. No, I hate aliens. <laughs> I still would not see, which is Indiana Jones 5? 4. 4. Yeah, I refuse Crystal to Skull. watch it. Yeah. I've never, I love Indiana Jones. Because I think aliens. Harrison Ford is awesome. Because But aliens. they're aliens. Yep. What the fuck does aliens have to do with the archaeology? Don't know. So, yeah. Means I'm gonna hate the new um, Independence Day movie. I loved Independence Day though. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get past all let's that. Let's do this shit. Uh, well, we have a little pre back. Okay. Um, Kim wrote into us on she she twittered us. She twittered us. She uh about episode four. Okay. Uh, she said that was just last week. She said the best thing about episode four was the ending. It was a break from the live action Scooby Doo feel, That's which I didn't think about till she brought it up. That's a true statement. Yeah. That was far more. It was far more. I don't know, Batman. Batman. <laughs> just saying. It was. Um, she also said uh, in reference to this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe she said last night's episode gave good character development that explains a lot of the characters' actions. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, she has also read The Dark Tower three times. That's awesome. And um, Kim's good people. She's very excited. Uh, she's very excited for the race bent casting. Oh, my God. And I've seen set pictures, and I'm so jazzed. I just... Idris looks awesome. I just want him in, in any role, anywhere, ever. Yeah, that's just why... Just put him in a movie. That's why, like, I'm really... I'm, I'm As much as I love Tom Hiddleston, I am gunning for Idris for James Bond. Idris opposite, and with Thomas, his Bond girl. Well, of course, but Idris opposite Matthew McConaughey kind of scares me. Yeah, because Matthew McConaughey's hit or miss. He's, yeah, he's either really good or, or really bad. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm dying. I think it'll be Idris. great. Yeah, I love it. Um, and also want to give a shout out to Danielle. Yay! Who recently found us. Hi. Hello. All right. So. Uh, Oh, can I give a shout out? No. Um, if you are new to us and you are he- here for, because you're an Arthur Conan Doyle and or Sherlock Holmes fan, 
I wanted to pimp uh, both the Baker Street Babes podcast and Three Patch podcast. Yeah. Um, completely different approaches to all things, and, and it's all things Sherlock Holmes. Um, Three Patch. Three Patch focuses on Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. Um, but Baker Street Babes is all things Sherlock Holmes, and they are a whole lot of fun. And I know we dragged somebody else over to three patch this week we did they tweeted at us so um that just made me think of it so i just want to do officially um let you guys know that if you enjoy all things sherlock holmes or even just sherlock these casts are for you they really are they're great they're wonderful people we yeah we personally know these women they're amazing Uh, people and they're so much fun yeah so much fun yeah check them out they're good to drink Um, with it's great they really are So yeah. So, okay, so uh, I'm done. So now, <laughs> now, now we can actually now, do now, the recap. Yes. Now, and go. Okay. <laughs> so our show starts with a group of people walking through the streets of London, randomly. as you do, you know, randomly. And uh, there's a, a a woman who's leading the group with that that we don't recognize. Banging hat. I know her hat. That hat deserved credit show. on its own. It did. It did. Um. So she's walking down the street and she's. Awfully kind of wiggly woo. Yeah. Not trancy, but very kind of like. Mm, so yeah. uh, she's credited as, as Madame Corza. Yeah. Um, and her, her, the guy that's with her is Henri. Yeah. Henri. Henri. And did you, and you were like, is that Gudget? And Gudget was there with him. Yep. Which I was, I was like, okay, so here's, I was like, what the hell is he doing? I know. What's he doing with a psychic? That was, because you he, knew, she, the only reason you knew she was a psychic was because it was in all of the promos. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because at that point you weren't quite you in on You weren't quite sure. So yeah. she, she stops in the middle of the street and uh, somebody hands her a knife mm-hmm. and she starts holding it Woodly up in front wooing. of her and uh, she, she cuts her wrist. Yeah. And her assistant dude explains, you know, she's making a sacrifice to the spirits. Because Gudget's like, what the fuck? All right, so I have a problem with this already. Uh, Why was she not covered in scars if this is her shtick? That was my complaint when we were watching it. Yeah. How was, yeah, where are the scars? Second of all, the location and method of cutting, she would have bled out. Because she, I mean, she was like right there. She was doing it right there where the artery is and she was slicing it long ways. Yep. And that she, you're going to bleed out. Yeah. So, and the fact that she was, she blood was wasn't Drop pouring. of drop, drop, and then we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Kids do not yeah. ever yeah. try that at home Don't or anywhere. Don't do the palm shit either. Like, we see that, that in Supernatural hurts. all the time. You have a butt ton of nerve endings in your palm. Like, oh. that is not what you need to be doing. And I don't heal. You just Mm-mm. should not cut yourself. No. Yeah. Just don't. Just please. Please don't. So, um... So she she spills the blood, whatever, and she points to some a manhole cover. Dun dun dun. So they go down the, into the sewers, which looks super fun, so much fun. And they're this whole procession. I know of people, everybody. I'm like the manhole didn't look that big. No, but whatever. And uh, so apparently, mom and dad are there because there's a, a couple there, and one woman she's clutching this picture. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Why? Why? This is never good. Yeah. So they go down to the little tunnels, which is obviously the sewers. Yeah. And uh, Gudget's talking about, well, uh, if the girl's here, which was Julia, uh, she's possibly dead. And so, the, like, blood starts dripping on Gudget, which I thought that's why he's here. Yeah. And to he have starts blood tra- dripped on and him. He's trying to wipe it off his face, and I thought it was hilarious myself, but that's yeah. the kind of humor I am. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks up, and no innocence. Yeah, and I didn't catch what it said the first time. I had to text you and go, what did it say? I wasn't paying attention. I was, I think I was texting you. Well, and it doesn't look like blood would be dripping from it. No, it didn't look drippy. Drippy enough. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like there should have been a body up there or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I kept looking for like Mrs. Norris. (laughs) No. The chamber has been opened. Not Mrs. Norris. (laughs) That still hurts my feelings. She was okay. She was okay. It's great. She was just petrified. Yes. For a little bit. (laughs) So, uh, Madame Corza says she feels Julia near, and they continue on, they find the child tied up and blindfolded, and her parents are there, and they hug her, and uh, it's great. Right. So, the next day, um, Cecilia, Mrs. Houdini. She is so sweet and precious, and I love her. I love her so much. And, of course, Houdini's not the real name, but Cecilia. Yeah. And so, she's, uh, 
uh, she walks in, she tells uh, Houdini that she has lunch plans and asks, you know, which one, of the, I think they're necklaces. Yeah. And, and she, she calls them Airy. 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 Which it's is weird cute. because that's not his name. Eric. It's short for is Eric. And it's, and it's in is the. Is she? Yeah. And it's his, his full name is Eric. Um, his birth name. And she, it's uh, spelled in the captions like um, E H R I E, like it's a sh- like. I it's thought a- that was just a way she was trying to say Harry. No, no, his his name oh, is Eric. Okay, E R I C H. Whatever. She was just too precious for words. I love so. her. Uh, but Houdini is obviously not very enthused about his mother going to lunch with some gentleman. Jeez, to have company. Company. That's that's what the kids are calling it these days. And then when he was like, "I'm company," and then she looks at him like. And then he's like, oh. Yeah. No. He has that little moment of, oh. Oh, son. I know what I'm about. Houdini can have company what his mom can't? Apparently not. Apparently not. Double standard, man. I know, but she's his mommy. I know. So and He's a mama's he, boy. And she makes sure to tell her, they'll make sure he takes you to your favorite restaurant. You know, the Spend expensive lots of money, money. Yeah. 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 So she leaves. And... He picks up a newspaper <gasps> with an article about dun, dun, this dun. psychic. Because apparently the only way they know how to communicate in this world is via newspaper. <laughs> well, it's not like, well, I guess it's the same trope as turning on the TV and watching the news. Exactly. So. All right. So then we go to Arthur, Mr. Uh, Doyle himself. Precious. And he's sitting in front of his typewriter. Bless his heart. Oh. Not writing Sherlock. No. Or anything. anything. So. Mary. Man, art, I know that feel. Oh, God. So Mary comes in and well, you read to me what you've written. How'd you like it? That <laughs> was so that. funny. I love that. It was great. It was great. Uh, so Mary goes and grabs one of the Sherlock books. Yeah, she doesn't want that Bay of War shit. He's still all over that war thing, whatever. Uh, so, um, but they're interrupted by a phone call. Yeah. Darn. Safe by the bell. Yeah. So uh, they're talking about these, asking about the newspaper article. So next thing we know, we're at Scotland Yard Yay! because that's where we live. Yes. And so uh, Houdini and Doyle are there, and Houdini wonders. Uh, they're they're talking about Stratton. Mm-hmm. And wants to know when she was going to tell him she was married. Houdini is very, very, very like, concerned, offended yes, that he didn't he know is. and that she didn't tell them, and like you know. And Doyle's like, back off. Yeah. It's not like, our business. Like it's, yeah. Exactly. Who knows? Like, that's the thing. Doyle's that friend that's like, he's obviously interested because it's a friend of his, but he's trying to be the better man and be like, we, <laughs> that's, we sh- that's his, that's his motto. We shouldn't pry. And then Houdini is me. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to know all the everything dirt. right Show now. Show me everything. Yes. I want to know. Yes. Yeah. But uh, Stratton walks up and says, you know, talks about how she's surprised that Marin. Maring agreed yeah to let her help and uh, uh uh houdini's like oh she's a fraud because everybody's a fraud immediately fraud everybody's a fraud yep even doyle's a fraud <laughs> so uh Maring and gadget come out with uh madam corza Maring's mm-hmm. like thank you for your help and Maring is already more happy and comfortable than i have ever seen him ever yeah in the- he also seemed kind of deflated like even his hair seemed flatter he did he was like his his face whiskers and uh, but Houdini accuses her of hiding. Houdini is convinced that Madame Corza is the one who kidnapped this child. Houdini has zero chill. Yeah. Zero. So, and Stratton's not buying it either. And uh, Corza, Madame Corza takes Stratton's hand and does the little thing with her palm. Yeah. Says, oh, yes, that's interesting. Whatever. Um, I think at this point you were like, oh, because Houdini's always right the first time. Yeah, he's... So it yeah. must be her. Yeah. He he has, in, in four episodes... Yep. His first instinct has always been wrong. Yep. So that's so... That's why I was like, yep, it's not her. <laughs> so, and that was it, that was my reasoning. Yep. It can't be her. It can't be her because he's declared it. First choice. And it's like three so, minutes in. I'm, I'm going to try that for the next five episodes and see how okay. that... See if the pattern okay, holds. See if that... Okay. Yeah. I think that's a valid S- test. Yes. So uh, Doyle's like, thank you for your help. and But she quotes some... Uh, she quotes a Sherlock. She... She quotes a Sherlock. Does... Which, is, what does she quote? Do you remember? I didn't write it down. I didn't either. Mm, I probably should have. We failed. It wasn't to a great mind, no, nothing is little or no detail is little. I don't think it was that one. And it wasn't, and it wasn't the, the standard, 
um, you must eliminate when you eliminate everything else. What's left is the truth. Yeah, it wasn't that's that one the Star either. Trek go to. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember. Anyway, and so pressure. I know, right? So uh, some dude comes walking in. He's, did you find the man who killed my daughter? So apparently, uh, his daughter was taken a year ago. Yeah. And um, but Marion confronts the man and offers his condolences that said that uh julia Ju- they found they found this child she's okay yeah didn't suffer the way that emily who's the other child so uh so he leaves he's okay. all upset and so Maring tells the others that he explains that she was killed a year ago and he's this is where you can really tell that he's just not okay and not I'm sitting, his I was, usual self yeah. yeah i was like this is weird yeah this he seemed very weird and yeah. he didn't have his jacket on no so he seemed kind of colorless yeah like yeah which that's got to be on purpose but, oh i'm sure it was but it's such a 180 to his character that it really bugged me okay it was too quick it was yeah it was too abrupt for had, you had we seen him like initially at the beginning of the episode well be and, his usual stiff self and see, we didn't see him at the beginning of this case no because we're coming in in the middle of the case right so but, like i would have liked to have seen him take off the jacket yeah like see that transformation see it happen. yeah not just the sudden I can understand that. in your face thing that really bothered me but that's, we don't have that's, time yeah still uh, where was I? The words. Okay, so the they didn't have the words last last time. The no innocence, right? But the mo, other than that, the mo is pretty much the same, right? So Maring asks uh, Madame Corja if she'll help, and she's like, "Well, of course, anything that I can do." So, uh, but he also turns to Houdini and Doyle, and and he's like, "Y'all, y'all bitches working you, on this? You too. want in on this? So y'all yeah. go right ahead." So. He wants all hands on deck. That's how you knew it was like, wait a minute. He wants them to help. Yeah. I know, right? They didn't have to talk him into it. Yeah. So our usual trio. Yeah. Get on the train because that's apparently what they do. Can we stop and talk about the train for a minute? We can stop and talk about the train for a minute. So Michael Weston, who plays Harry Houdini, yep. Harry Houdini yep. if I can say it, was live tweeting. He was. This episode. And somebody asked about the train car. Yeah, was it an actual train or was, was it, it a set? And he said it was all Arwell. It's all Arwell. And I was like, I was so happy to see that. And Arwell tweeted back. Yeah. Um, and showed pictures of the set he's, of the train. He's the so great. The man works magic. This is the man who, if you talk about an amazing set, the 221B set from Sherlock, there is literally no piece that goes in there that he has not carefully cultivated yes like every little piddly book on the shelf and that set actually gets disassembled and put back together every couple years every, yeah every <sighs> year year and a half because when he starts posting it's beginning yeah because you're like where's that wallpaper from they start with the floorboards yeah and they re yeah. literally rebuild the whole set so i love that arwell's involved in this uh, and you can and you can tell because that is that's a really cool train car well, the whole all of these sets scream arwell mm-hmm. yeah they're classic Arwell sets. They're beautiful. And I just have to, I'd have to stop myself from sitting there and looking at every little thing in this Yeah. Because I'm like, this isn't Sherlock. Yeah. There are no... Yeah. Yeah. Focus. So they get on the train. Yeah. Which is awesome. And very bumpy. Yep. Which is actually bumpy. If you ask Michael Weston. Yeah. So, uh, but Houdini, it's, it's Julia. Uh, Julia was it. Julia was never going to die. It was Madame Corza. She would never have gotten paid if she hadn't have, you know, found the The child was never really in danger. Yeah. So, uh... They get off. They're they're going to to investigate the the old case, and uh, but Houdini's like, nope, this is where we get off. And they're like, but this isn't our stuff. He's like, oh, we got something else we got to investigate, and I need your help. And you know exactly where he's going. So they go to this restaurant, <laughs> and they're peeking in on Cecilia. Oh my god! Who is having a great time. Houdini is the nosiest fucking baby. And he's like ducking down the window. Oh my gosh. So subtle. His curls need their own zip code though. So. They do. Um, and Stratton points out that the the man is wearing a rather expensive suit. So he's not after her money. Yep. But he's convinced that she is. Yeah. And But Houdini's like, she's my mom. And then, but she... He asks uh, Stratton a question. Oh, have you ever thought about getting married? Yeah, because he was like, he was like, well, he was I mean, trying to turn the tables. He was like, yeah, well, she was married once, and that was enough. And he's like, 
yeah, it was a long time ago. You know, like right around your age. And I was like, you are such a dumb shit. He is so not subtle. He's trying to turn the table. And, Do- and Doyle's just standing there like, I cannot believe that you're trying to do this. But Stratton's response is the best <laughs> ever. Great. She says to him, wait, let me think it through. She says to him, I make it a rule never to discuss my personal life with someone who's someone hiding, who's from, hiding his from his mother. Yeah. And it just turns out it wasn't a lie and it wasn't, it was just, it was we're great. not going to discuss this. It was great. In a I love super it. classy Adelaide way. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. So they go to the hospital. No, they're not investigating the old case. They're investigating the new case. That's right. He sent them on a, busy mission yeah so they go to the hospital um talk to the doctor about julia yeah who's, uh she's still recovering from shock and she may not wake up for a little bit so uh they ask about the, the blood like where the cuts come from and he's, there's not a single cut on her yeah the message was not written in her blood yeah which was my first who, who cut Who's this child blood then? Yeah. yeah so uh, but uh well the parents are very thankful for the mystic's help or whatever you want to call her yeah um, and, and they explain, because they're, they're talking to the parents, and she explained to them that the, the police told her that the psychic came to them. Yeah. So Madame Corza went to the police and said, I'm going to help you. They so didn't seek her out for help. Right. So that's a little fishy. Yeah, because right there, that was Houdini's like, you know. Yep, yep, I was right. Red flag, was right, yeah. yeah. So the, the couple insists that they don't have any enemies, but they confirm that the doll mm-hmm. Julia was holding was not hers. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't her own. So uh, the doctor, which later I have, I don't know, not maybe a bone to pick, but I have a question. Okay. So the doctor comes in and says that there's a call from Madame Corza who needs to see the trio immediately. Immediately. And how she knew they were there. She's a psychic. Oh, yeah, whatever. Because she's psychic. So uh, so we, we have another street scene. And Corza's taking them down the street, and she insists that the killer walked along the same path. Yeah. And the girl says she feels the, explains that the girl felt something begging to her. She opened herself up to the spirits, and they showed her things. Mm -hmm. And so Corza takes another dagger and cuts herself again. Again. You notice there's no bandages on her arm from last time. No, from just yesterday. I could hear Houdini's eyes rolling back into his head. Like I could totally hear it. So then, of course, they go on because we've made the sacrifice. And they find a little a doll shop that looked so run down, so poor. Yeah. Yeah. That it just was weird. Um, she says, Julia was here. And there's masks and there's gloves and uh, it smells like sewage. And Stratton finds a doll that's identical to the one that Julia had. Okay. So this doll shop. Yeah. There are like doll arms hanging up. Creepy. It was super creepy. The mask was super creepy. So I guess my question is, they think the 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 uh, kidnapper gave her that doll. Yeah, I don't know why she would want something that her kidnapper gave her because she was obviously very scared in a couple scenes when she won't talk to a man. Unless the kidnapper used it to bait her, before as before, like initially. she didn't associate it with. With the kidnapper Initially, necessarily. Like offering a kid. Oh, hey, little girl, you want some candy? Yeah. Okay. See how, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. That who's using I was it like, to entice her. She, like, if I was a little one, I wouldn't want anything to do with anything that reminded me of the trauma of what happened. But it was uh, the bait. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. That makes and she was sense. tied up when they found her, so. Yeah. Who Bless knows? her little heart. Knows, so. Um... Okay, so go back to Scotland Yard. Yep. And they're talking about the case. And Houdini points out that uh, Madame Corza couldn't let them to the kidnapper. Couldn't, couldn't lead them. Yeah. To the... Uh, let. Let lead. Let lead, let whatever. To the kidnapper. And Doyle's like, well, you know, their psychics are sensitive to certain frequencies and whatnot. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah, he compares it to... Um how dogs are sensitive to frequencies that we can't hear. Right. And he's like, you believe in dogs, don't you? And I was like, calm <laughs> your tits, Arthur. <laughs> but Houdini still thinks that she's responsible because, damn it, that's just who he that's is. That's what he's decided. She's and, a con artist. Yeah. So, but Marion comes and tells them that another girl has been taken. Yeah. So they're off to go to the hospital to see if Julie can tell them anything. Well, she's woken up, but the mm-hmm. doctor explains that she won't talk not talking. To a man. She won't talk to a man. Yeah. We have a lady. 
tun ta tun It's not the first time that's come in handy. Yeah. So Stratton. We're children, too. Uh, yeah. Well, so Stratton goes in there, and she's questioning Julia. Uh, says that the man had a mask that kid- kidnapped her, but mm-hmm. gave her the doll to play with. And it says the man had a beard. Like, well, I thought you said he had a mask. Well, well he took it off. off. I scratched him. Yeah. So, all right, we're looking for somebody with a scratched face. Okay. And I missed that part the first go around. Did you? And I mean, I, obviously, I figured it out later when they're like, ha ha, you were scratched. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, what? what, what and I, yeah, on the rewatch, I was like, oh, that's uh, where they mentioned that. Oh, I see. I see. So uh, we go back to Scotland Yard. Right. Because we're bouncing around. And so Stratton tells Maring what's going on. And Houdini points out that uh, her her assistant dude, Henri, has a beard. Has a beard. So Doyle's like. But uh, so does her dad. But so does her dad. And that's Doyle suggests um, that Paul may have. Paul, who's uh, the Julia's yeah. father. Not her the dad. one from last year. Right. This is the. Yeah. So he might have taken his own kid. Because he also has a beard. Right. Bearing's like uh, that he will look into Paul's alibi or mm-hmm. dad's alibi. Because they were at the theater? Personally. I don't remember. I think they said they were at the theater. Um, but they have a guard post at the hospital just in case. Yeah, and so he won't ever get to see his daughter alone until this is settled. Right, but he also agrees to put Madame Corza under surveillance. Yeah. And Houdini's like, we'll take care of that. Maring seems to be taking so much more of an active role. Yes, instead of just sitting at his desk and, yeah. And barking orders. Yeah. So, um, so our trio goes to meet with, uh, Madame Corza, and she's meeting with one of her clients, and Houdini calls everything she says. Yeah. And, and she has, like, an audience, but she's calling, I guess she's calling people up one at a time. Yeah, that's traditional. And so he, kind of like the faith healer, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But, but in her residence, as opposed to a big... Yeah. presentation but yeah he does the cold read on her and he nails it he does and i'm sitting there thinking sherlock mm-hmm. sherlock this is pure 100 percent sherlock exactly Obser- uh, observation just minute details that you that put a picture together mm-hmm. for you stuff that i would never ever in a thousand years yeah. think of well and the thing that always kills me is especially this time period when we say stuff like that code is two years old i'm like i wouldn't have known that shit Oh, I have no clue. Yeah. I have no, I pay absolutely no attention to styles or. Yeah. Yeah. They're sore, be, baby. I, well, Ooh. I think I know I have, I'd be a horrible Sherlock. Oh, I was so bad at it. So, um, so anyway, Houdini and Doyle both deduce the same information mm-hmm. that uh, Madame Corza does. And, uh, but then, she's talking about her husband and she wants to come through and talk. But then she's like, oh, there's Doyle's here and. Calls him forward. Your wife. And Houdini's, Houdini goes into protective boyfriend mode. He does. He's like, all right. All right. No this is how bells, we're doing it. No, you know, none of this. Because he knows the tricks of the trade. Yes, he does. And so he sets all these conditions. Mm-hmm. And he ties Henri to a post. Yes, he does. Which I thought was hilarious. Yes, he does. So they take their seats. And so Madame Corza is telling him to open their minds. And then Tui speaks through her. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling Doyle her time is not up. And the medium, this, the Corza... Um, knows that Tui hasn't passed on. Yeah, she almost looks like she she sells it because she looks. She's like, "Oh, your wife hasn't passed." Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I know." Uh, duh. But it was like da da da. But Houdini is just—he's declaring the whole thing a fraud. Yep. And the windows flash open, and a voice says some things, and Madame Corza and Henri suddenly switch places. <gasps> and she's da, tied da, da, up, and then she's the one who's tied up. And yeah. The clients are all yeah, and they leave. So uh, Doyle points out that Harry tied up Henri yeah. himself. And he's like, I have no idea how she did. I don't and know. And even she, like, Corzo looks at him and she's like, okay, if it's a trick, how'd I do it? Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, yippee, you totally oh, did. I'll figure it out. But Stratton's like, okay, we have nothing to lose. Yeah. To get them to help us. And so she agrees to, tr- the Madame Corzo With agrees to girl. try. But she says at the stroke of midnight, Adelaide Stratton will be no more. Oh. <gasps> And of course, Doyle goes into protective mode. Bless his precious little heart. They're all so precious. He's so their dad. He really is. You know what else is precious? What? When people email us. (gasps) It is precious. It's so precious. Yes. We do. It's, 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 we squeal. It's fun. Um, They can email us and tell us all about how they feel about marrying suddenly changing character. Yeah. At 
Where? Random Tea Podcast. At I was about to give my email address <laughs> for just a second there. It's It's been a long day. Yeah. So, uh, or they can get us on Twitter at Random Tea Casts. Or on Tumblr at randomteapodcast.tumblr.com. And now on Facebook at facebook.com slash random tea podcast. Um, and if you don't want to remember any of that, you can get links to all that on our website, randomteapodcast.com. And you know what else they can find on our website? What else? They can find our other podcasts. We have so many freaking other podcasts. So many. Um, so we just wrapped up season two for Gotham. Yes, it was so good. Uh, we just wrapped up season three for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. We'll be doing season one of Agents Shortly. of S.H.I.E.L.D. this summer. Shortly, yeah. Um, we've also Starting got... next week? Yeah. Yeah, I think Ish. so. Okay. I don't know. We haven't made a schedule yet. Yeah, ish. Um, <laughs> we always make executive decisions on air. On air. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we also have three seasons of Sleepy Hollow out there for your listening pleasure. Yes, um, we do. We also have random movies. Both seasons of Agent Carter. Both seasons of Agent Carter and the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Coming soon. Thor Dark World. No, Loki 2. Loki 2. Thank you. I'm glad I got, <laughs> I'm I got you just straight up I'm calling here. it Loki 2. I'm, like, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I'm, I'm here for you. So, uh, but yeah, they can find all of that. They can find us on iTunes. They can find us on Stitcher. They can find us on Pocket Cast. Overwatch. So many places. Yeah. I don't even know where you've submitted us to. I've submitted us a lot of places. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere that was free that would take us. But are we in the Matrix? Uh, Not that I'm aware of. Okay. If we are. If we are, then. If you find out, let me know. My brain kind of sucks. I want to like bend shit. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. So, um. And what else can they find? There's one. There's there's something else they can find on our website. They can find our Amazon affiliate link yes, on our website. Yes, they can. And I used that this week. Did you? It was a small order, but I still. Hey, I'll take it. I'll still click through it. And then also we have a donation link set up if you are feeling particularly generous. Um, and this this helps us with hosting and stuff because we pay we pay a bit more to make sure that our entire catalog is available to you guys anytime you want it yep because so you we, can play it straight from the website if you yeah choose. so we we pay for unlimited storage yeah and and that that ain't free so there's there's no, they're not going to disappear on you yeah they're always going to be out there for you always so, forever um, yeah so you can i think you can donate uh starting as low as like 50 cents yeah yeah which is which is sweet but every so, little bit helps every little bit helps but i'll tell you what it says it on the donation link. Okay. $100 or more. We'll do a movie. We will do the movie podcast of your choice. We will indeed. So there's that. Yep. I feel like we're forgetting something. Um, I don't know. Okay. You, you can't. can't. They're, They're immortal. immortal. Uh, all right. <laughs> so back to our show. Yay. We're back on the train. <gasps> I know. And every time I see it, I want to be like, are we? So, uh, Doyle points out that Madame Corza hasn't been wrong yet. Yeah. And Henry's like, well, he's just trying to distract us so we won't arrest her. And he insists on protecting Stratton. And Stratton wants none of their shit. He's like, I can take care of myself. Thank you very much. She's like, I'm a constable in the police service. Like, calm your tits. right? Yeah. I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. Have a nice day. How many Hercules references can we make oh i know we can make a lot that was two so far yeah so uh so she storms off the train after it stops that's important okay and doyle's like you know this isn't our stop madam corza well doyle points out to his boyfriend mm-hmm. that madam corza was the only one that knew that his pet name for his wife was tui yeah and the fact that she wasn't dead because that's that's point. been the sticking point. Right. Because, you know, when he goes and talks to these people, he, he knows. He just says, I want to talk he to knows. my wife. Yeah. He doesn't volunteer any other information. Yeah, and he ain't dumb. They all think she's dead. Yeah. So, um, but he insists that, uh, so uh, Doyle's very convinced that this was Tui yeah. communicating uh, to him. And he felt something. And uh, Houdini tells him a story. He said he knew a wife who lost her husband, was told by a psychic that her husband would never let her go and she neglected her family and finally killed herself yeah due to all of that and houdini admits that he was the psychic that that, that used to be part her. of his act yes and he he feels very guilty about this and he this is why he's so protective of doyle he doesn't want this to happen and this is why he's now made it his kind of side mission in life is to debunk this stuff yeah. because he he's seen firsthand the damage it can do yeah the entertainment is just how he makes his money yeah. that's not his life what yeah. he wants to do is to debunk yeah people like madame corza yeah so um but doyle insists he's not running away from anything 
and suggests that it's Houdini who's the one that's afraid of losing his mother. <gasps> Table turn. Yeah. He's like, let's not talk about me anymore. <laughs> they do this all the time to each other. They do. All three of them do it. Yeah. There's that constant swapping it's like around. like redirect. Which is actually kind of fun. Yeah, it is. Um, but Houdini gets kind of angry. And he's going to put an end to Madame Corza's con once and for all. And, of course, now he's off the train. And again, Doyle's like, this is not our stop, people. <laughs> Doyle just wants to go home. Yeah, he does. Done with your shit. Bless his heart. So Houdini goes to Corza's home. Yeah. And congratulates her on the show. And she insists that she didn't abduct the girls. But uh, Houdini, of course, isn't sure. So Houdini asks her where Helena is. And Madame Corza, this is the less, most recent trial yeah. that's been abducted. Madame Corza's like, oh, I don't know. They haven't talked well, to where me Where is she? I don't know. So she figures that uh, Houdini is afraid of losing someone. And uh, so he asks what the spirits are telling her now. And so they make out. Yeah, and then they bone. And it's just, seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Who didn't see that coming? Man, Houdini, I mean, come man. on, Doyle's still on the train down at another stop, and he Houdini saw that coming. Houdini so. is a horn dog, man. So, uh, he's got a lot of stress. He's got to work off that stress. So, Doyle goes, uh, Doyle's at Scotland Yard waiting for Stratton when she comes in. And she insists that she doesn't need protection from Madame Corza or either man. Yeah. And, um... And I wonder what's going to happen at midnight. So uh, Doyle admits that he wants to believe in Madame Corza mm -hmm. because that means he can watch over his children after he's gone. Yeah. Which that's both sweet and, and kind of so creepy. creepy. Yeah. Like that's the thing when you like when you're a kid and you think, oh, like my grandma's watching over me. It's sweet until you start thinking about it more. And then you're like, dude, grandma, close the blinds. Yeah. my Like it's kind of creepy. Yeah. My, my Nana passed away in like. 2004 mm -hmm. i think it was Whew, god has it been that long wow yeah but uh i've always you know oh you know nana but there are times i'm just like yeah no nana close your eyes yeah don't look don't look yeah i'm It'll gonna i'm about to disgrace It'll my ancestors here go watch another one of my cousins or some shit yeah yeah you know? go watch netflix i know right you have netflix up there right but yeah, like, 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 I, even go watch the Netflix on my TV out there, you know, <laughs> just leave me alone. Let me sleep, man. It's so funny because it makes me think of the ghosts and Sims. Who oh, are just my God. Like, they literally will sit down and watch TV. And it's hilarious. They do. It's it's hilarious. I love that game so much. Um, but I thought it was cool that Doyle actually admitted that he wants to believe. Like, he does. He knows. Like, because that's the thing, like, Doyle is belief temper tempered with reason. Like, when he's confronted with enough reason, he'll, he'll... He'll admit. He'll, and Houdini's the exact opposite. Yes. Houdini's, like, reason, and he's, he'll ignore it. He's, he uses you know. logic to a fault. Yes. But I, but I thought it was, it was very self-aware of Doyle to yes. actually say, I really want to believe in this. I want to. Yeah. But he does also admit that he doesn't believe that uh, Corza is right about her death prediction. Yeah. The thing is, Madame Corza never said death or yeah. she was going to die. No, she didn't say that. They, they took <gasps> that. They, which, that was an interesting detail. Yeah. In the writing. Yeah. So that was good. Uh, so they talk about the agony of losing a child. And so, uh. Doyle asks Maring um, if he's, you know, if he agrees with him. And Maring's, uh, Maring says that he lost his son, Will, about a year ago. And yeah. says that uh, Julia's father's alibi was confirmed. I, I knew when, with Maring's doing that 180 character turn, I was like, he's lost a child. Yeah. You knew it. You could tell. Yeah. It was, it, you saw it coming a mile away. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which still makes me wish we had seen the change. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we only have so much time. So, uh, so Maring says that uh, sometimes he's bonded with rage, but he knows it won't bring Will back. Yeah. And that uh, Will died in the, bo the, the war that uh, Doyle yeah. wrote the book about. Yeah. So down in and, South Africa. Mm -hmm. So he, tell he tells him, go find this, this new girl. Yeah. The, the newest one that's been kidnapped. So. Yeah. So we go back to Matt. I just don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. So they have their cuddles or whatever. It made me throw up a little bit. <laughs> so uh, so they talk about pillow talk or whatever. I just yeah. don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. So Houdini leaves. Goes back to the station. Goes back to Scotland Yard. Okay. This I had a bit of a bone to pick. Because, okay, first of all, I know Houdini's a, a giant trash can. A bone. A bone. Really? Yeah. 
a you went there. Pick. Yeah. Um, Houdini's a giant trash can, and They're we all know pricks, this. Yeah. By the way, pricks. Just gonna clear that up. Um, you should but, have that looked at. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. But I don't. I don't like the. T- I know Houdini was a bit of a maverick for his time, and he's rude and he's brash. He's a player. But I don't think he would have been like, "Yep, banged her." He's a player in front of like Stratton, who is a lady, who he's been trying to court in his Doyle. weird way. Like, I don't. I just don't think he'd be like, "Yep, banged her." But it works for the show. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, Doyle like deduces that his boyfriends had sex. Yeah, and whatever. And so Stratton points out that Houdini can spend time with sex uh, with members the of the opposite, opposite sex, but his mother can't yeah stratton's all about pointing out so the double she points standards. out the double standard that you mentioned earlier it did not go unnoticed yep it was addressed in the show yep which made me glad because this is not the first time double standards have been pointed out in the show no exactly it was pointed out what two ep- i the, think two yeah the suffragette yeah people yeah, exactly. i don't know if they called them that over there but that's what we called them here yeah so he don't want to talk about it which <laughs> means she's absolutely right yeah exactly so, uh, so he shows the Madame Corse's passport that he, that he stole, stole, which made me immediately want to get up and find my own passport. I don't know why. My trash can child. I haven't, I haven't owned a passport for very long, and I haven't yet to use it. Yeah, so I'm very protective of it. Yes, you are. He's my little baby. I have one of the cards. Oh, really? I have the book and a card. Ooh, it's fancy, schmancy, pansy. Yeah, I got to use it too when I got uh, fingerprinted for work. Oh, okay. You're had like. To have had to have two forms of ID. And I was like, whoosh. Yeah. I was cool. Yeah. It was cool. There you go. It was cool. So anyway, uh, so she was, he's stealing stuff. He's got some moral problems, but apparently stealing is not one of them. <laughs> he's just, he's, he stole something last episode. He's our problematic fave. And he, well, I know he stole the thing from Doyle too. He's, yeah. got, he's a kleptomaniac. It's yeah. true. So she just arrived in England like two days ago. Before he sh- two days before the first girl was taken, and he's like, "Damn, her alibi." And uh, Stratton points out that the passport is fake. She's like, "Damn, this fake boy, she's good." And so she takes him to this man named Flip. Yeah. So Stratton's got her an inside man. It's like Stratton's own personal uh, Baker Street Irregulars. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. it's her. This is her Wiggins. This is her Wiggins. This is her Wiggins. Yay. So he's a forger and is also a. Uh, CI? Yeah. I Confident, think so. Confidential informant. Confidential informant, yeah. Okay. He's also sassy as Isn't hell. he, though? And Stratton points out. He takes it to him, they go. And uh, so Houdini offers or suggests that we, we should pay him 10 pounds. But then he realizes that Madame Corsa stole his wallet. And I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> These are the little details that make me love the show. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's the big gaping holes that bug me. So anyway, so his, his wallet's gone. So Doyle gives him five bucks. <laughs> so Flip confirms that Madame Corza's real name is Edith Pilkey. Yeah, and she's from Croydon. Yeah, and uh, Doyle notes that uh, changing one's name doesn't mean she's guilty of kidnapping. A Eric? Huh? 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 And Houdini's like, shut up. So uh, so they're they plus also leaving. Stratton apparently too. Well, they don't know that yet. I know, but. Not yet. We've got more. But it is a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Definitely foreshadowing. So they walk by some girl skipping rope. And Houdini gets an idea. As he usually does. Yep. This is that part of the show. Yep. And so they go running back to Scotland Yard. And they actually do like investigatory work. They do. And they look at the ropes that the kidnapper used. And how mm-hmm. it was how the knots were tied. Yeah. Uh, and Julia was tied with more complicated. Than uh, the first girl. The first girl knots. was an amateur knot. Yes. And the second was actually somebody who knew what they were who doing. Who knew, knew what they were about, son. Yeah. So they figured the cat, the ki- so Houdini's like, oh, the kidnappings. I love how he disproves himself. He does. He does. So they're not nobody the same person. Yeah. And, uh, but he also points out that uh, Henri used a Rick trope, Rick, trick rope. Yes. To escape at the seance. Yeah. So now. Now he knows how he did it. Now it's uh, Henri's our suspect. Right. Because he's got the beard too. And there's only a few rope experts who would know how. Know how. I'm reading faster than I'm talking. Yeah. And Doyle figures that Madame Corza is not the kidnapper. So. Da da da. So now we go to um, Mitchell's home. Mitchell's the guy who came running into Scotland Yard. Did you find the one who kidnapped my daughter? Yeah, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the uh, one with the original from a year ago, the yeah. one they did not 
The one who died. Yeah. Emily. So uh, Houdini notices he's got a scar on his forearm. And then uh, Mitchell tries to slam the door on him. And they barge in, of course, because that's what they do. Of course. And uh, and Doyle tells him that he figured, oh, we figured out you're the one who abducted Julia. And uh, that he came to Scotland Yard raving to make sure that he wasn't a suspect right right and uh and they've one of the photographs laying in in the house shows uh mitchell with a, his with a beard yeah so apparently he shaved it off points that he shaved it off and that the 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 cut on his face well you could have covered that up from shaving but yeah that's where julia scratched him and so they're accusing him uh j'accuse j'accuse yeah he didn't escape so uh that they recreated the circumstances of his daughter but he wrote the uh the message in his own blood yeah and blood came from the cuts on his arm and that he tied julia up with knots that only a docker would have known yep dun, dun, dun. yep 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 so houdini hears a woman crying and he opens there's this uh, i don't know it was looked like a cupboard yeah like a, like a built-in cupboard in the wall which is kind of cool which is weird for that day because they use wardrobes yeah they didn't have closets. Have you ever lived in a house that didn't have closets? It's weird as fuck. I bet. It's weird. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. This is why this yeah. is why I insist on walk-in closets everywhere I live yeah. now. Because I've lived without. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. That makes sense. I had to use... I lived in a house. It was an old, old house. And I had to hang my clothes up in the hall closet. Ugh. I don't like that. It was so bad. I hated it. Mm. So anyway, um, so the woman crying. So he opens it. It's um, Madame Cordoza. Yeah. And that a spirit sent her. The spirits are never wrong and they yeah. led her there. Because that's smart. Yeah. So that's MRT. Yeah. So Mitchell draws a gun and he starts raving now. And um, they all get what they deserve. The police never found his killer's daughter. So when he abducted Julia, his got people killer. thinking Not about his it. his killer's daughter. That's what I said. <laughs> um. So it got, but the kidnapping of Julia got people thinking about his his own daughter again. Yeah. So uh, Stratton insists that he tells him where Helena is, and um, so she understands because she's lost her husband. Yeah. And she starts talking about the loss of that. And she she she's like she takes a breath before she says it, like she in front of the guys. She doesn't like, want to talk about this uh, in front of the guys. Yeah. So and so she tells Mitchell not to lose the battle for his soul. <laughs> so this makes me think. In the previous, in the other episode, mm-hmm. we're talking about her uh, husband. Her, no, she was talking about her mother losing her father. Yeah, this that makes was, me. I wonder if she was talking was actually her. talking about herself. I thought about that later. I I don't know, but I kind of think that that's but it where that maybe. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, it's too late for him, and he hits uh, Stratton. So. The boys tackle him because that's what they do. Right. And uh, there was a shot. Yeah. And Houdini is freaked out because he thought Stratton got shot. I thought yep. Stratton was shot. I did too. I was like, fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. And, uh, but he shot him. The Mitchell shot himself. Yeah. So. Which is convenient because now they don't know where Now they don't know where Helena is. So uh, Stratton is getting desperate. She asks Madame Corza if she can help. Of course she agrees. And of she starts course. to concentrate. She says the water is rising. She wiggly-woos. Uh, so uh, Stratton points out that Emily died when the water rose in a tank mm-hmm. that she was in. Uh, Julia would have died in the sewer. If it ca- if she so wouldn't have been found, yeah. they had to think of where else there would be rising water. Well, the tides. Yeah. And he's a docker. And he's so a dock, dock worker, and the tides. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Although, by my estimation, she's been out there a good, a good long while that the tides would have risen and lowered or... They would have been high and they would have low. So yeah, because it doesn't it's happen. Been too one, long. It doesn't happen just once a day. No, it's it's twice a day. Yeah, because the tides and the moon, and we all know how that works, right? Because there's nothing mystical about that at all. No. Ooh. Yeah. The moon has no influence on the earth whatsoever, right? <laughs> it's tides. Anyway, so uh, which is that's how the moon is connected to um, women's cycles. Oh, their moon time. Their moon time. There you go. It works out, right? The moon's so, a little bitch. The moon is a bitch. So, uh, so they remember that Mitchell worked for Jennings Shipping. So they go with the police. As the tides rise, they find the words "No Innocence" written on a wall <gasps> in blood. Da, da, da. So they follow the blood trail to the river's edge, and they find Helena tied to a pillar. And Houdini, being the hero that he is, 
Aww. dives off and starts. Well, he's the water dude. I know. He's the escape artist. I'm like, well, this is, he's in his element here. I know. And my heart's going boop, 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 boop. I know. So I was. And boy, did that water rise fast. Yes, it And he's did. talking to her and Houdini with this child. And, and Michael Weston tweeted about this. You know, the, the child actress did not complain once. Really? Not he said not once. He, he said it was it was it was a tough scene to shoot, both emotionally and physically. Yeah. She never and this was also a set. Yeah. This was a tank that they built. And when he was like, Okay, I'm gonna need you to hold your breath, take a big breath, and then mm-hmm. the water comes up over her head. Yes. And yeah, it was it was it was a good It was scene. a tough scene, but he said she was a serious trooper. Oh. So uh that's pretty awesome. That is, that's it really is. cool. And he and he was like that he couldn't complain because she was not complaining. Right. Bless his heart. So anyway, uh, he does get her free and uh, like fire fireman carries her up. The, which, damn, he's got to be strong to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so he starts administering, administering mouth to mouth to her. And I'm like, fuck, that's not how you do it. Yeah. If she has water in her lungs. You don't and breathe he it is down. Breathing yeah. water. No, you have to you pump have to, her chest yeah. to get the water out. Yeah. You don't put You don't force it in, in more. <laughs> whatever. So anyway. Well, it's nice to know one. It's whatever. They so, didn't know shit and there's then. an ambulance. And Maring's there. And, uh, but Maring's response is that they let Mitchell down. Yeah. I can see that. But I was still shocked and surprised to get that kind of emotion from Maring. Yeah. It's so out of character for him. Because they did. I mean, they really did. They didn't find his little girl's killer. So it drove him. Not that that it's justified. Right. It drove him to become, in a sense, a serial killer on his own. And I'm not saying Maring's wrong. Yeah. But I would You were surprised to hear that insight from from him. From Maring. I would have. I, I think I would have accepted it better had Gudget said it. Yeah. As two-dimensional as his character is. Yeah. The whole marrying you, thing. It didn't sit just, well with you? Not at all. I, I think I would have believed this more had they put that in Gudget's character. Yeah. Than marrying. It was just too weird. Too off. So, Madame Condroza comes over. And so, I'm like, oh, we owe the spirits so glad to Blah, 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 blah. But Doyle at this point has figured that she's a fraud. Yeah. And she admits, uh, and admits that, Doyle admits she's using deductive powers. He's figured out that she's read all the Sherlock she books. She Sherlocked it. But I was, I was glad that it came from Doyle. Yes. That he figured it out on his own. It wasn't like, because I feel like a lot of this has been rubbed in his face. Yeah. So. Um, so she saw the same photographs that they did and worked out that this guy was the killer. And, um. She Sherlock homed it. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, you know, she tried to break into his house and all that. So anyway. Uh, but Cordoza's fingerprints were on the yard's photographs. Yeah. So Madame Cordoza concedes the point and says that she found two sets of boot prints at Julia's school. Yep. They led her to the doll factory and the smell of sewage on the gloves led her to the mayor's manhole and she right. went to the police because she couldn't open the manhole cover on her own. Yeah. So, uh, but Madame Cordoza, he was kind of surprised that, uh, Doyle matched her fingerprints. He was bluffing. It was great because he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't have time for that. I just guessed. Thanks. Yeah, I just made that up. Thanks for confirming it, though. Um, Good but, job. But he does tell her that he really did want to believe. Yeah. And I feel so bad for Doyle. I know. It breaks my heart. It does. Every time. He really does want to. Every time he gets let down. I know it hurts. Oh. It's like, oh. But then I later, then I think later in life, he believed in the Codlington fairies and... Well, but then I think he had just gone off the deep end. Yeah. So, uh, but Madame Cardoza insists that the spirits are out there. Um, they just haven't figured out how to answer them yet. And she tells Doyle that what he felt was real. And he asks her why she said uh, Stratton wouldn't exist by midnight. And so she gives him a piece of paper. And she kisses Houdini and gives him his wallet back. Yeah. And, uh, but Doyle asks her how she knew his wife's nickname. Yeah. It just came to her. see this is the part and this is the part i always don't like is we have that little bit of unexplained that little bit of something yeah 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 which for people like you and i again (gasps) drive us crazy we want the whole picture we want all the answers yes so uh so they go back to the hotel that houdini lives in and his mom is there he comes home and his mom is there his mama and she's like i saw you at the restaurant oopsie because she ain't dumb and he was you can see those curls in the window. Oh, yeah. They they have a life of their own. They do. Uh, but Houdini and Miss, you know, you're all I have, which yeah. is kind of sad. 
Um, but he does give her his blessing to see whoever she wants. And she's just, like, no, nah, I'm good. Just don't forget me. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, this is such a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because you're running around out with Doyle and Stratton and you've got your girlfriends and doing all this other shit and she's just going to sit at home and wait for you? Yeah. I don't think so. And make you soup when you're sick. That's okay. So then um, Doyle goes to check on uh, Mary. Yeah. Uh, his daughter, who's who's fallen asleep reading one of his Sherlock Holmes books. <laughs> Which is adorable. It was and, so cute. Uh, but she wakes up and he takes it from her and starts and reading starts to reading. her. And uh, she starts to go back to sleep. Doyle takes out this piece of paper that Madame Cordoza gave her and realizes it's five minutes until midnight. <gasps> five minutes. And he got all five the way over Five freaking there. minutes. Yeah. And then they flash to Stratton sitting at Scotland Yard waiting by herself. So Doyle goes and gets Harry and they go to the public records office and get to the specific file. In the middle file. of the night. In five minutes. Yes, in the middle of the night. Like, you don't just, like, public records so, is 24 hours a day? What the hell? Is this like Gotham, where, like, Doyle and Houdini live next to each other, who lives next to the public records, which is next to Scotland Yard or some shit? Apparently. Okay, just going to point that out. I don't know why we're always taking subway cars when <laughs> everything is right so, there. So, yeah, they, so they go to the public records, because Cordoza wrote uh, PRO yeah. on the paper. So they go to the public records office. <clears throat> and uh, Madame Cordoza quotes a line from one of his stories about yep. a man with a false identity. Yep. So the two men, to they, the two guys found a marriage certificate for uh, Stratton, whose real name is Penelope Graves. Yeah. And the, as they read the article, the clock strikes midnight in five minutes. And so, what was what was the exact phrasing she used? Adelaide Stratton will be no more. Will be no more. Yeah. So. Dun, dun, dun. That's more woogly woo that they have not explained. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how she's no more. Yeah. Um, is Stratton her married name? Is Adeline her middle name? Yeah, we don't know, and we don't know why she has chosen to adopt this new persona. Like, I, could it be her mother's? Because it was not uncommon for people to take their mother's maiden name. I bet you money, it's the explanation's going to be completely legit when we get it. It's going to be like, oh, and the boys are going to have like fabricated this crazy. Well, it could be this. Well, it could be this. Well, it could be this, and it's going to be something so, where you go, oh, it could be something as easy as uh, her husband was a member of Scotland Yard. He was killed. And so, or he was a police officer somewhere and he was killed. So she changed her name and so they wouldn't be connected to it or <sighs> like shit. It could be any number of I things mean, that I would consider pretty benign. Yeah. But you I know, mean, Harry's yeah. going to freak out and hey, it, it means this. It means she's a serial killer. It means this. You and know. records are, were so much easier to fidget. <gasps> exactly. Back exactly. in the day than they are now. So yeah. 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 So, all right. That's the end of our show. I and thought the it was recap. good. I enjoyed it. I did too. Uh, we have feedback, don't we? No, we did the feedback at the open. Even the email? The email was just Danielle saying that she found us and she loved the show and she oh yeah oh she does mention in her email that she hopes there's another season yeah and i don't know that there's going to be there's no commitment at this time yeah this is kind of a mini series situation limited series kind of deal yeah. but then again that's what they said about agent carter because they didn't want to if they failed they didn't want to make it look like like they, yeah. we didn't mean for it to be anything more than you know small amount of episodes so who the hell knows i would <sighs> I kind of don't want there to be another season. Yeah. I don't know how far this story formula. Because we're already can go. ignoring Houdini's wife. Well, they don't even meet until well after Doyle's wife had already died. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, it's already like 17 different kinds of wrong historically. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's just I don't know how much further they can take this formula. Yeah. Until yeah. it just gets boring. Yeah. I mean, but if, if there's more, we'll watching cast oh are you kidding i'm gonna watch it yeah i love these guys i know so Dini, i just baby. don't you know too much of a good thing yeah you know i i i enjoy the idea of going out when you're on top yeah that kind of uh, thing rather than just fizzling out and getting weird and i like endings yeah i, I want the beginning An the actual middle, ending the end. yes. yes instead of just and then we stop making it and then oh, like oh, so many tv shows uh and we harp on this all the time bones yeah 
which is about to go into its 12th season. I cannot believe it got renewed. I can't either. Its ratings are so bad. Yeah. Uh, that show should have canceled so long ago. Yeah. So, so long ago. Yeah. I stopped watching it somewhere around season eight, maybe? Seven or eight, something like that. Oh, yeah. God. And I just, it comes on TV and it makes me squeaky. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, just stop. Yeah. Just because it's making you money doesn't make it good. Exactly. I, and I, and because I'm so jaded by shows like that, Superna- I love Supernatural. You know I love Supernatural. I do, but they need How to How in the hell did they get season 12? Yeah. How did that happen? Money Machine. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. And it's not even the television show that's the sh- machine. It's the... And the thing about Houdini Doyle is it's a partnership. It's between the UK and Canada and a, and uh, a Fox. US and Fox. Yeah. So I don't know what it would take to get the stars aligned for them to make more of these. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I think the chances are slim to none. But we'll but be I here if it happens. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely watch it. So. Yeah. They were the entire reason we created the mini series. Yeah, exactly. Feed anyway. Exactly. So. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we shall see. I'm not, I don't want to be a naysayer. I just, I don't like getting my hopes up. So. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, I'm, I, I don't have anything else. Okay. All right, thank you for listening, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.